Scorpion. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. What the hell just happened? We left 1998. Everything was cool. Everything was fine. We might have given Jordan and Pippen a little bit of bars. There's a little bit of friendly bars, not anything too crazy. But now we're back in the 2020, and the world is literally on fire. What is going on? It's weird, weird, weird times. I'm giving people a fair. Uh, I won't even necessarily say it's a warning because that comes with a little bit of a negative connotation. But there will be conversations, at least from my end, that I have not had much of an opportunity to speak about, as the RNC Radio family has pushed through and made their stances very, very clear on everything that is happening with this country and everything that is going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Our Exactly. We have been pushing forward with our brands, our podcasts, our playlists, of course, as well, but more specifically, the voices that we intended this channel to have in the first place, uplifting a lot of black voices, uplifting a lot of black people when it comes to discussing things of our nature, things that we like. And in this case that you're going to hear on this month's RSPN, it's kind of odd to hear this month's RSPN as we've been going through a weekly schedule for the past two years, but you're going to hear a decent amount of it. It's affected everything that is going to come with the return of the NBA as of right now. So expect to hear things in the eyes of the fan, expect to hear things in the eyes of the man. And as of right now, you have myself, you have Jeff, of course, with me as well. And we have a special guest with us because in this point in time, normally we would like to hear from Adrian Wars on certain areas in June, but we are keeping things very, very authentic here. And we have our own black woes. We don't need woes right It's the Cammy. It's Cammy, man. Young Cammy, Cambo, Cammy, Kissa, Cameron Hay. We have Young Kissa Cam, Cameron Hay on with us Yo, to discuss. All of, those, all of those aliases are appropriate. Everybody knows about those. <laughs> do you think? Do you think we'll create a new alias by the end of this episode? Oh, um, there's it's, it's potential. There's definitely potential. There's potential there, especially especially what we about to be. Exactly. We'll we'll see by the end of the episode. And as of right now, we haven't had any opportunity to discuss what has advanced with the return of the NBA. More than likely throughout the month of June, you have read the numerous amounts of information, the countless articles from all different types of media outlets of what is to come or what is at least to be expected of the return of the NBA next month. That's a little bit less important compared to how we are feeling as of right now. Like I said, I feel like a little bit of an uncaged animal because outside of I am not a genius in May, I have not I have not had much of an opportunity to discuss this. But of course, no, I mean I haven't really I haven't really, you know, outside of just like quick conversations with my friends who uh don't do podcasts, but uh yeah, I haven't really got in depth about any of it either, so. Cam, have you had an opportunity as well? Of course, as the lookout has pushed forward too, first responders has also came out as well, but not really too much of an opportunity to discuss a whole lot of this. No, we had not on the first responders we haven't when we the last episode of the first responders that we recorded, it was right the weekend. The we did that the Sunday of the weekend that George Floyd murder happened on camera and the riot started. Like we were literally that weekend when the riot and started across the United States was the last episode of the first responders that we recorded. And so we didn't get to do a huge deep dive into it on that episode yet. 
And so we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. I'm I'm in St. Louis right now, actually at home. I'm not in LA. Yeah. So we kind of like took a break. I, I decided like we decided as a group. I don't want to say I decided. We decided as a group just to like mentally yeah. like like take a break from recording a pod right now because of everything yeah. that's going on. So yeah, we haven't had a chance to do a, a huge deep dive into it. But we discussed we touched on George Floyd and Breonna Taylor's passing on the last episode that we did. Yeah, I, I I have to agree that a lot of this within the past few weeks can be very exhausting, has been exhausting for me in certain areas of thinking of a lot of this and just trying to find a voice on how to address a whole lot of what's going on. It's, it's, it's difficult for people to even have to think about how they are going to address this or addressing it in general because it's really difficult things to have to talk about at this point in our country, essentially. But it's so important to actually jump out and have that voice. Because again, RSPN in general, a podcast focused on having black voices in areas where there's not many of it. And this right. type of thing that happens in this country, seeing all these different things as far as uh, the murders that have been happening, the things that have not been accounted for as far as bringing people to justice, the protests, the riots, all the different types of conversations that can come from us speaking to each other internally. It's, it's been for them. I have not liked this month to, to say, to say the least, trying to figure out a way to what's the best terminology to use for it? peacefully voice my concerns and my beliefs in certain things. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like it's easy to be uh, <clears throat> angry about everything. And, and when you do talk about it, come off very like radical, um, you know, which- Or just argumentative in, in, yeah, in, in yeah. a sense. Yeah, and I mean, obviously it's difficult to tell black people how to feel, you know what I'm saying, about this type of shit. Obviously you don't feel how we don't feel. So if you're angry or upset or, yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like that's normal, especially right now. For sure. Again, I want to I, I want to say it's argue, I want to say it's argumentative, but when you feel certain things about murder, when you feel certain things about just <clears throat> about how people have been looking at these protests, how they're voicing them on these protests, a lot of that plays into a factor of what we're going to talk about this month. Because truthfully, I do not believe that this person warranted a lot of the feedback that they received when it came to this, but we will get to that throughout the remainder of the episode as we start with something that was supposed to be positive throughout before <laughs> before this weekend actually ended up popping off. Uh, yeah. I think all of us could say that we were excited for a return to the NBA, you know, right? Dude, like, I mean, sports in general, but yes, <clears throat> obviously super super high for the nba to come back you know selfishly obviously but yeah it's been a little spoiled i think there's question marks and even for me personally like i've kind of just got on this whole train of you know <clears throat> hey man like i'm a, I'm a viewer you know what i'm saying I'm, I'm on the outside looking in i'm not hmm. a professional athlete i love to watch it but like i don't i also don't want nobody's lives at risk so i don't want to be selfish about the the situation because I'm sure that there are players out there who truly don't want to play or don't want to don't want to go to Orlando or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um and I'm sure there's some pressure on them as well um from players who are like, "No, let's go do this." And that could come from teams who are very close or feel like they're close to to hitting that hump 
or uh, it could be from teams who are like, yo, like I, this is just not really important right now. And, you know, I do see both sides, but as a person who are, who's just viewing and watching the league, I don't want to like, I don't want to over put my, my opinion on it because it's, I feel like my opinion is small in, in this situation. Like, obviously we all want basketball back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I co-sign everything Jeff said. I've sent out a tweet over the weekend. Um, well, a couple actually where, I see, I see both sides of the coin from both sides of the players' perspectives. The ones who say that they want to continue, want to play, like for whatever reasons that they feel they want to play, I understand. I can't, you can't fault them, and just yeah, yeah. at the same time, you can't fault the players who, for whatever reason, feel like this is not the right time to play because of what's going on outside in the real world, mm-hmm. or because of, like you said, they don't, they're they're worried about their health because of the COVID nineteen that's out there as well. Or just like not wanting to be quarantined in the bubble in Orlando for for three months. Like yeah. this is uncharted waters for NBA players for that we've never seen before. Because you're talking about the season. If everything was going according to plan, the season would be ending this coming weekend probably. Yeah, we'd or, more than likely yeah. have a champion coming up soon. Game seven of the NBA Finals would have been would be this coming Sunday if the season right. were mm-hmm. was was on schedule like it normally is. So you're talking about guys who had to stop playing back in March. And now we're going to finish that season, the, this season that was going on, three months later. They basically had a full offseason already. Some of these guys yeah, are mentally yeah, checked out, physically checked out. Not, and that's okay. Whatever it might be. Very physically, yeah, that, yeah, very physically okay. checked exactly. out for the most part. Yeah, that's okay. There's nothing exactly. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. And now you're, you're, you have to not only get up and, continue and finish the season. That's one thing. But we have to leave our families potentially. and Well, not potentially. We have to leave our families and go to Orlando, Florida and be in a bubble for – if at the at the least amount of time, two weeks at the most, eight probably. Yeah. You're gonna go from July through the through October. So from the, well, basically the first week of August to October. So you're asking a lot of of guys, and so I see it. I see both sides. Guys aren't willing to go play right now. They aren't comfortable. They don't want to play. You cannot fault them, and that's why I think a lot of viewers and and fans need to understand, like. We can all have an opinion here, but none of us are in the in the position yeah. of these guys. So we can't we can have an opinion on what we want to have what we want to see, but at the same time, none of us are the ones that have to actually get up and go to Orlando. <laughs> yeah, we we not we not out there. You know, I mean, I mean, obviously, in the, there's gonna be some players where you know you could say mind over matter, and I'm a professional athlete. Come on, man! Like at the end of the day, we're all human, so you can't tell me that while they're playing these games in the back of their mind, when they all sh- the only thing they should be thinking about is winning. You know, they could be also in the back of their mind now because of the situation, thinking about a million other things, leaving their families behind in this in this current situation, uh, uh, including COVID and you know the police. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's it's a, it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of different things. But like Cam said, man, it's like a viewer. You know, our opinion should only stretch so far with this because. We don't know how they feel. Yes, these people do make a lot of bread. They make a lot of money. Millionaires, very successful people, whatever. At the end of the day, just because, you know, they, they have a different tax bracket, they can't get sick or they don't have emotions or feelings about what's happening as well. So you got to see it from both sides. Obviously, I'm talking about the Kyrie, which I'm not going to call it a Kyrie versus LeBron because I don't. I don't want to push it like the me- that the way. media is very I know, horny I know that's to what the media, yeah, the media is yeah they they are definitely horny to to push that and I, I think that comes from we haven't had a lot of great uh, headlines mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously so and uh, 
they I think they just they they found something. They're like, yo, let's pin it this way. Plus, obviously, they're ex players. Obviously, Kyrie wanted to get traded away from. Obviously, they yeah, it's a storyline has some history. It's a storyline, you know. So it's, it's low hanging fruit. It's like right yeah. there. It's so it's, it's so right easy. So it's easy to build build a narrative out of it. And I mean, dude, who's not on social media? Right? Because exactly, you know, everybody's everybody's aware of what's going on. So everybody's locked on their apps or whatever. So it's easy to get this shit moving if they if they truly desire to. So I feel like we're gonna try to set the record straight on here today and not make it that because I don't think Kyrie said it out of spite for LeBron, and I don't think LeBron is pushing to play out of spite for Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Now that that is a that is an actual good point when it comes to the social media because as much as we get some of the huff, uh, shock jock type of stuff, and as far as what you are getting from certain media outlets that mainly just drop certain quotes and drop some emoji eyes and let the comment section do all the work and steer <laughs> up a lot of the ne- the next news. It's the same area that we're actually trying to get some official news from the NBA about when it comes to everything that is supposed to be happening next month for the return of this NBA season. And and just like you and Cam said, a lot of this initially when it came to the concerns of the return of the NBA were COVID related we're family related and people just don't want to get stuck in Disney world. Uh, uh, love, I'm sure people love Disney world. I might, I might, I might piss off some people that are very dedicated, hard down Mickey mouse fans. Some people just want to get stuck in Disney. World. Imagine being in Disney world for two months. No, that's a long time. I mean, I can barely do, I can barely do two, three days of that. You know, like it's a good time. But after a while you're like, all right, man, let's go to universal real quick. Man. <laughs> like, you know, let's go see something else. Yeah, and and granted, as of right now, I probably say compared to there aren't many areas that are left without the in, in the country as far as big areas. You you aren't going to get this in New York City. You aren't going to get this in Los Angeles. You're definitely not going to get this in Atlanta right now. This has this is probably one of the larger areas in Florida because Florida has seemed to open its doors up to anybody that wants to continue their league. Uh, th- th- this is going to be the easiest place. You can't do it in South Florida. Uh, there's two. There's way too much Rona spreading around, and yeah. this spike. I would advise you, please stay out of South Florida. Well, but keep keep in mind, keep in mind, the MLS is holding the tournament same place in Orlando, right? Absolutely. You know. Also, so, WWE runs all of their stuff out wrong. in Orlando. You know, I mean, you. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, you gotta have you gotta have some type of anxiety of doing this. Period. Yeah, it's human nature. It's just yeah. human nature. Like you just. It's the it's the great unknown. Like you don't know what to expect until you get there. Yeah, there's multiple. Do we even want to go there right now? Like just it's a lot. Yeah, there's there's multiple parts of an athlete that when you start hearing the athlete talk about their day, a lot of it is mainly routine. I wake up at this amount of time in the morning. I eat this. I go here. I work out. I do this. I see my teammates. I do this. Maybe a game. Maybe not. But then I do this, 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 and this. Then I go to bed. Do the same day. Do the same time the next day and just move on for it. And there's a constant circle until the actual league and you're being thrown into an area that was not certain was going to happen in general because of all these COVID shutdowns. So it is from a certain standpoint, a lot to ask of different people who are not preparing for this. Obviously, when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers and maybe even the Milwaukee Bucks teams that wanted to compete very well and thought they had a very strong chance of winning an NBA championship. Maybe they didn't change as many things as say whatever the Hawks are doing. Maybe they didn't change as much things as the Knicks are doing, because at this point in time, you're more than likely not getting an invite 
to Orlando. And as of right now, it's still the 13 West, the nine East teams. And we already know who's going to be ending up in play in tournaments. What confused me was the fact that one people from the Atlanta, I don't know if it was Trey young, but somebody from the Atlanta Hawks said, Oh yeah, I'm just so disappointed that we didn't make, uh, uh you didn't get an invite yeah. to Orlando. And JB Bickerstaff is like, yeah, we're pissed. The Cavaliers are really pissed. They didn't get to Orlando. The Cavaliers Teams with, yeah, with 22 wins. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't <laughs> look, I mean, we should just, we should just set this straight. Cause at the end of the day, you get like those teams, even if you're a fan of those teams, like you're, they're losers. I mean, the, do you just call I mean, your no, hawks? Do you just call your hawks losers, bro? I mean, but that's what it is, they, right? I they mean, some puffs, man. As, as, much, as much as I would like to see, you know, Timberwolves there with with D'Angelo Russell and and Cat and you know, everyone healthy. I mean, it's not gonna happen. That's fine. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I'm okay with that because we lost too many games. So it's like we can't be socially aware of Corona and then be mad that the NBA wants to cut off the teams that have no statistic right to be there at this point. Yeah. What, what, what you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's your awareness then? Your awareness is irrelevant. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, this is just for the, it's just for the better of the league if they're going to continue to push it through, obviously. Every team can't be there. No. You got to, and this is, this is the safest thing to do as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Just for safety, safety measures, up. like safety Absolutely. measures, like, you need to limit the amount of people. Because what people aren't realizing about the NBA, like, this going on right now, they're only focusing on the players and the coaches, like, there's a lot that goes into one NBA game. And mm-hmm. now, you, like, you have team staff on both sides, trainers, uh, everything like that. Then you have the officials. Then you have the league. Probably people from the league offices are going to be in Orlando as well. Like, Adam yeah. Silver is going to be there. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. So you have to think, there are, besides the, it's 22 teams going, 15 guys per team. So I want to say it's, what, 330 players? Besides the 330 players going, it's probably going to be around another 150 200 bodies to be accounted for as well outside of players right outside of players so like yeah so i'm sorry cleveland cavaliers i'm sorry atlanta hawks i'm sorry everybody who could not be invited to finish the season we'll see you guys in 2021 hopefully yeah you'll have your time there january exactly so at the the end of the day like everyone has to get tested when they go there you know we haven't even got to the point of like people arriving getting tested someone being i mean yeah. it just is what it is and i i kind of I, I think once they they get the go-ahead and the money spent and the, and the spot is paid for and everything is clear whether we get a positive test or not it's going to continue but yeah. they have to be they have to be prepared for that because i think i just i will be my mind will be blown if like everyone gets their tests run through i'm talking personnel players coach whatever and nobody is positive my mind will be blown. i hope yeah. so i hope that's the case but um, like I said, I'm just going based off things that have come back, you know, soccer for that man, they were, they're doing tests, you know, every week, you know, some, you know, it's, it's a low number, but yes, there's still players that's coming up the, the NFL, you know, right now there's players you know, positive. Um, so I would be shocked if there aren't anybody. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I, I hope, I hope nobody, you know what I'm saying? Now, how we felt about the schedule yeah. itself. I know that Woj and Shams have done a well amount of reporting discussing the date of July 31st that has now been pushed up a day to July 30th. But they've also discussed the timetables that are going to come if play-in tournaments are needed, when the actual playoffs begin, the first round, that area going into September where we start getting some deeper playoff games, and then the date in October, which will be the final date that you should start seeing your games for your NBA finals. How, how's, how, how's the schedule looked? 
moving away from us now ending the NBA season around this time normally to now going into an October where we mainly look for football, where we look for the World Series. Now we're also going to get the NBA Finals mixed into that pot too. Right, through what, October 13th? October 12th or 13th, yeah, I think 13th. And uh, then the NBA draft is going to be, I think, three days later. Or right, 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 which is actually, I mean, Lord willing, it, it, everything goes well. That's kind of tight. I ain't going to front, but uh, that's, yeah. a lot of, that's a lot of content. But, again, that's me selfishly looking at it. <laughs> wanting but, uh, the, wanting yeah, the content. Yeah, that would be fire. Don't get me wrong. That'd be fire. Um, <laughs> I, I think that. That is probably the best. I mean, it's the best and most condensed way that they can get this done. Um, I'm not necessarily mad at the schedule. I think it just, they had to figure out a, a proper way to, this just happens to be the way. But I, I do think that for those players that are, you know, weary about coming back, you know, look at that timeline, man. That's like Cam said, they got to be there for down there two, three months. You know, I mean, that's, that's a lot. Like you locked in, you can't, you know, these players, man, we, you see, y'all know what it is. You know, they're, they, they fly, they, they got three days off. They may go to, to fucking Spain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, they they yeah, may no, go yeah, to no, LA. Nah, Mickey Mouse cutting that shit off. Yeah, you know, I'm, Harry I'm, Potter I'm cutting that shit off like, immediately. No, absolutely. You know what I'm saying <laughs> on a on a on a normal basis, you know, these players they they traveling after they got three days off, two days off, they oh, go yeah. to oh, LA. Yeah. And they go to LA, be back in Miami the next day, you know, or two days later, whatever. So uh, it's going to be like if they really truly want to finish this, I think they got to understand what also is fundamental. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure if we're going to get like pure fast, like that, that fast speed NBA. I think it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be a little different. I'm not sure if it's going to be as exciting. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a person who like, I love, I love the crowd, fan, the proper commentary. And they want to, they want to pump sound. And I'm cool with that. Like, I have no issue with pumping sound. I think it's, I think it's just a part of the game. So what? So um, I just want, I want to, I want it to feel authentic uh, to an extent, but I also just, I want everyone to be at their best. You know, you, you saw a little bit of that with, with, with Edwin Orton last night when it comes to pumping yeah. in, sa- well, in I, sound. I, I, I'd rather that than 2K sound. Once I saw the report yeah. of 2K sound, I'm like, okay, this can go completely left. This is going to be a complete meme. You want to see the entire yeah. NBA season become a meme? Put 2K sound on it. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, the Premier League is 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 pumping in. Uh, FIFA sound? FIFA sound, Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, it's a little different because there's it's going to be more of like cheers and just, you know, that type of thing. So if you're at home and that's what your crowd does, that they're going to they do that every game. No, I don't. We do, we do not need the 2K sound. The, the AI on 2K is not smart enough. We're, that's like you're, <laughs> around and you're going to get MVP chance for Daniel House at the free throw line. Like, we yeah. need to leave this alone. Like, leave that alone. But to, I want to go back to something that Jeff said, and I think he made a really good point. Um about the deeper that this goes i think the schedule for what this is supposed to be this is as good as you you could as they could have gotten it like mm. this is as good as they could have gotten yeah. it. two yeah. you have two weeks for basically each round of the playoffs after the first two weeks of or week and a half of the finishing the regular season and then the play-in tournament that would have to happen but i think what jeff said is something something that's really important about mentally these guys like it's not even just the fact that you're going to be in one place. It's the fact that you're not at home. Like, you're, these guys are basically going to be spending three months in a hotel, like, for – or whatever it is. I don't care how nice the suite is that these guys are going <laughs> yeah. to be staying in or whatever. It's not your house. It's not like it's they can kick it with each other, I'm sure. Exactly. You know, they, 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 gotta, they still got to be separated, I'm, I'm assuming, you know. And exactly. And it's dependent on your seating, which is even more odd. 
Oh man, it's like yeah, the 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 Lakers and the um the Bucks basically get first, I think like first dibs on the on the suites or whatever at the uh, in Orlando because they and then everybody else falls in line after that because of the team record or whatever. Yeah, but um yeah, I think that what you said about the deeper this goes, like it's potential that we see like rock fights in the basketball games like this could look like real early 2000s type basketball <laughs> uh, just people getting people getting stolen well they're gonna be frustrated and, no too. just like and just like, <laughs> like like the scores like i think there is potential like we're not going to be seeing the 110 112 type scores that we're used to seeing i think there is a chance that we see a lot of mid 80s final scores in this postseason because uh, it's just a completely different environment. It's like it's basically going to be a glorified pickup game. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be a sanctioned pickup game. And so this, I, I, we've had this conversation outside off of the pod and everything. And I agree with Jeff. He said there's no asterisk. If everybody's healthy, everybody shows up. No, if best case scenario, nobody gets COVID. Yeah, everything yeah. goes according to plan. There is no asterisk. There's none. Everybody's been what been rested for three months. You get a month of training camp before we go into the season and the yeah. postseason. As long as there's no injuries, everybody comes but, in healthy, there is no asterisk. God forbid but, a star player or somebody very important has to be yeah. quarantined for 14 days in this situation. That affects yeah. the team dramatically. And then we go back yeah. to the Kyrie stuff and like, damn, was Kyrie right? Maybe or whatever whatever it may be. Anybody who was saying no or didn't want to do it, you're like, damn, was this worth it? Because now so-and-so, so-and-so is positive and yeah. has to be quarantined weeks or I don't know, this like it's it's it really is a double edged sword, low key. But yeah, it's crazy. I just like I said, I hope it, I hope it happens the right way. Obviously, I would just be cool and solid. Hopefully, hopefully things just just work out for the best, and we finish the season off, and then they can truly get time. And hopefully, by the time that the next season starts, everything's come gotten together. Maybe yeah. <laughs> and it's just like another. I have a selfish thing, like like we were talking about, like selfishly what we want to see as fans. It's, if it's one thing, yeah. I'm gonna I'm definitely going to miss about this. Well, that I'm gonna miss as we watch this postseason. I lo- it's nothing I love more than watching guys like go on the road and have like legacy defining postseason. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you see guys going to the going to an opposing team's arena, like you're down three two or your season's on the line. This is huge road game, and you ha- and somebody every postseason there is a, there are moments like this. Somebody gets to like have this legacy defining. I hate saying legacy defining because it's like these guys are done after that moment but like they have these opportunities to like build their their legend pretty much and it's all no matter exactly it's all neutral here like there's 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 no road game six like like for lebron in boston or kd's game three in cleveland where he hits the shot over lebron there there we don't have these most clay thompson's game six in oklahoma city air out of the room exactly yeah yeah there's yeah there's no there's no air to take out the room and i'm not a big (laughs) fan of busting down the court every damn game and somebody has one and two then you gotta bust down the court again put on the other arena and do it that way it 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 ends up being a lot of work that I am not positive is going to be easy to actually pull off until we actually get to July 30th and actually see it. Yeah. They need to just play with the NBA logo on the court, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, just to keep it. Yeah, Just, just to keep, keep it, just to keep it neutral. Like, nobody has home court. I don't want to look up and see a fucking Lakers logo or a Clippers <laughs> logo on the court, like, every other game. Like, just leave it the NBA. Yeah. NBA uh, logos and call it what is it. The most entertaining thing they can do, they won't do it, but the most entertaining thing they can do to make these games even more entertaining is live mic the players. Let us hear all of the shit talking that's going on in the court. They're not going to do it because of 
profanity and family friendly <laughs> viewership. Right, but that's the most entertaining thing they could possibly do is let us hear everything that they're saying on the court. You can you uh, if they if they had a way that we could pay for it, I'd pay for it. That's better than that's better than lead pass to me. I told I told Mark uh, a few weeks ago, you know, just like man, I wish that they could have like the access players just sit in the stands, you know, six feet from each other or whatever. I'm sure it's like if they could have other players watching the games while they're not playing, I think that'd be awesome. You know, I don't know if they can make it happen. I don't know, man. I, I think I think there's a there's a lot of ways to make it a good experience for the viewer, but because this is uncharted territory, like Cam said before, it's kind of hard to gauge how this shit really, if it's going to feel the way, like, I don't, like, y'all, y'all ever just, like, what, like, Summer League, I, you know, I try to get all my hoops in, like, whether it's Summer League, whatever, I'm like, yo, I'm about to watch because, Nick, I know basketball, so I'm gonna watch this, you know, but, yeah. then, like, you be watching Summer League, shit, not, you know, but you just watch it because you're a fan, you know, you're happy, you're happy basketball. I don't want it to feel like, I don't want it to feel like. Remember in California when we were extra hype because we wanted to watch Pelicans Knicks? Yes. And then we didn't and then we didn't yeah. even get much Zion versus RJ. Yes, yeah. And it just it just was like, man, that was this is not what I now I really hope that we don't start getting down that line of of this feeling anticlimactic because I feel like as more information starts coming out of this, uh my brain still tries to wrap around this long-winded playing tournament. I think I just have to watch it. I, I'm way more of a auto, uh, of a visual learner than I am an audible learner, so I, I'll, I'll just see what happens with the playing tournament once we actually start getting into that for the remainder of the season. But I'd say probably the biggest set that will make this feel anticlimactic. And you bring up the asterisk, like you did, like you did a couple minutes ago. Yeah. You bring up the asterisk. I feel like that asterisk becomes a whole lot larger if we start going into the areas that we are going where you have to start thinking of okay if i lose x amount of players to covid or if so and so has to quarantine i have to bring in help and i don't know how much nba ready help there will be not only around the united states but wherever else they are they could be overseas they could be doing so on and so forth in areas where their covid situation is not our covid situation it's be impossible bro it, it, if if the replacement players aren't already there ready and waiting to go it's going to be tough it's going i feel like it's going to be tough to bring them in they'll be calling yeah who's who's you. going to be the replacement players at that point i, I mean i'm going out there for the right price man, but i was going to say <laughs> <laughs> you you going to slide to orlando you going to slide to orlando for a couple honestly, weeks honestly they could give me anything they can give me anything above 20 bands anything over 20 racks that i pull up <laughs> 20 yeah, bands know. does anybody in the nba make 20 bands no i don't no. even know i don't even know if water boys made 20 bands that's it bro but i'm with jeff like it won't take much to get me to show up and play if they need to replace the play it would take nothing almost like you said the bare minimum like 20 bands cameron is going to be in orlando I'll shooting I'll, I'll go put corner threes so so you're going to be on the court <laughs> you'll be on the court <laughs> With your replacement jersey posted up in the corner, and you have let's see who who, who am I who am I gonna put on you today? Let's say you made the let's say you made the Sixers. Let's say you made the Sixers, and Bam Adebayo is just staring you down. Right now. <laughs> Damn, you should be on the roster right now. I yeah, shoot you. better than anybody on their roster right now. Like, Damn, <laughs> you, you better than the legendary Ben Simmons? That's crazy. Wow, you shoot better than Ben. We might have to pull. We gotta have to pull Ben up real quick. We gotta. We gotta see what he's shooting. If they up my, my God, if they give me fifty bands, 
I'll even I'll I'll ride the whole plane without a mask on. What if they're what if they're like what if they're like fifty bands? You're only gonna be six fouls. That's mainly it. Don't 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 even think about don't even think about getting a bucket. I don't care, bro. I wear number zero. <laughs> You'll be six fouls. Fifty bands, six fouls. Fifty bands. I'll I'll go fifty to bands. Airport. You you just gotta be a body. And I'm there. the lake. The Lakers give me 50 bands right now for six fouls. I'll make sure Pat Beverly rejected for the Western Conference. <laughs> right. I promise you. I promise. I will make sure he is suspended and sent home. <laughs> Lakers give me 50 bands right. I will go out there and antagonize him. I will get Pat Bev sent off the island. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I feel like he'll have fun with that, and then just start <laughs> pissing you off. And now you're pissed. Now you start swinging on Pat. You're like, oh shit! It's supposed to work the other way. Now you just fucked up your fifty bands. Yo, if I get hurt, it doesn't mean anything. So yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you never know. You see Tatum, you see Bam. They're they're talking about they want they want um insurance. They want insurance yeah, just in case, just in case some shit happens. Because imagine this shit happens. That's real, man. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm all for that. Protect yourself, man. If you yeah. feel like you're not comfortable with our insurance, you make you make sure there's gonna be something. Put something in my contract. Do something. Yeah, it was it was it was Bam Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Kuzma, and um, De'Aaron Fox. Like, so you oh, got no, take let let's take Kuzma out. But all of those guys, they're due their rookie. Max <laughs> let's take Kuzma. Like, like take yeah. Kuzma out. Kuzma's not getting a rookie. He's not getting a Mac. But the rest of those guys, like Fox, That's real. That's Bam. Real. Uh, Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, they're all looking at like 100 and like 25 yeah, mils. Yeah, yeah, like I need yeah. that insurance. I need to make if we're going to go out here and play fucking f- five months after when the season was supposed to be over with. Already going to be rusty. Exactly. I need insurance to say so if I get hurt, I still can get that money. I'm still going to make sure that, that money that I, that I was going to get before an injury is still there waiting for. Yeah. I need that. That's very you want to on a contract here, you need some promises. Exactly. I would, you know how pissed I'd be if 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 all this happens and then let's say we get through let's just let's just hypothetically let's just hypothetically throw it out there let's just say the Heat get eliminated first round it's not gonna it, it might it might not happen but let's just say the Heat I, get think, that's, I think that's a, that's good. <laughs> I don't think so I don't think I don't think I don't think that's I don't think that's logical who, 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 who are y'all first round y'all be y'all would be playing if, if we went straight to the playoffs right now y'all would be playing Indiana um four five Philly I want I want I want to say so because I think. Before I think the, the, before as as COVID was just shutting down and we had that that legendary Wednesday night, the Heat lost to the Hornets. And I think if the Heat won that, they were gonna play the Rockets, and then the winner of that would have had to face the Lakers. But because they lost, then it's different. Y'all y'all are the four seed right now. Y'all will be playing Indiana in round one if we went straight to the playoffs, and it was just Eastern Conference, Western Conference playoffs. You would be playing Indiana. Y'all, y'all would beat Indiana. I mean, it's mean, bonus. Bonus. That's, that's light. I mean, some bonus. That's light. Come on. Let's let's. But let's go back to your hypothetical. Let's say Miami loses. Round if that if that happens in the first round, and Bam for whichever, I'm knocking on anything possible. Bam tears his Achilles. Bam, Bam, Bam tears his Achilles, okay. and now you lose Bam for not only these next couple of months, but probably for the remainder of the next season until. Yeah. Yeah. Until forever, that's gonna fucking suck, and oh, it's mainly yeah. because you didn't get the insurance that's well enough to make sure that these people are protected. Not even just COVID wise. Yeah, no, uh, dude, they have to. I mean, any any player on any team who you know, potentially has a really bad injury during this two months or whatever weeks, how they end up staying seating, man, I'm gonna feel for this. It's gonna be all like I don't I don't want nobody getting hurt. I hope this no. is like a, a really smooth two whoever the whole time. 
Now, as the replacement players will put a giant asterisk on this championship, they may be needed if this voice gets louder and louder. And as we bring up the drums, it's going to be something that is going to be a whole lot louder as we move forward into this conversation in these next couple of weeks. Because again, nobody should really be reporting to Orlando for the next three weeks if this ends up being pulled off. The reason that I say if is because a giant wrench ends up being thrown into the conversation on Friday that may be perceived as negative, but I think is more than needed and more than necessary, really, because it's not really going to hurt anything when it comes to this conversation. Now, Friday happens. We're moving more towards the NBA returning, and there's a phone call, right? A decent amount of kind of, what was a 90-minute conversation when it comes to those who are ready to move forward and are ready to start putting things in order to start playing in Orlando and those that are not 100% ready, especially from a mental standpoint, based on everything that is going on in this country, when it comes to the police, when it comes to what we are feeling with, because the NBA is, I won't necessarily say it's not like other leagues. You have leagues that are predominantly black, like the NFL, but it is, is a little bit different when it comes exactly it's a different culture and there's a lot more opportunity to be vocal in the nba we've seen it beforehand with eric garner and although it didn't get into a situation with kneeling because of course adam silver pretty much begged and pleaded please do not kneel we can do anything that you want except kneeling which yo like (laughs) kneeling is like so simple and should be the easiest thing that they should be allowed to do Let's and the least problematic but the, the, yeah, come on you know the saying? nba ends up listening and, and and goes with adam silver they they wear their t-shirts they protest on their sneakers do the things that are necessary for them to be able to put their voice out but you get no kneeling as of right now for the nba there could be an opportunity that that does happen if this phone call does not advance toward what had happened on Friday. So you have the messenger. Our messenger is a player that we've discussed plenty of times online on this show, a player that we've discussed plenty of times offline on this show as well. You have Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, Kyrie. Look, look, I'm going to say, like, I know you said that there was, like, a wrench thrown in the whole whole situation. I do feel like it's kind of like what you said. Like, it's a conversation that has to be had because all all everyone was talking about was, when are we coming back? When's the league going to start? And then we finally had one person say, well, what if we don't come back because of what's going on? And I feel like it's a simple conversation that they should have. But again, I feel like the media <laughs> made it way bigger than he had to be. 100%. Um, I think it was just a straight conversation that Kyrie was kind of trying to start. Now, it's coming from someone who has had some weird things happen. So I think <laughs> it's easy to like question, like throw question marks at it because it's coming from but if LeBron was the one who said this, what what would we be saying? You know what I'm it saying? It'd be nothing. It, it would just be, be. It wouldn't be anything. If, like, the league, league would have been over. <laughs> person, I'm, I'm, no, I'm real talk. But like, like, like probably like if Steph Curry comes comes out and says this, yeah, it, you know, the response is completely different. It, it, yeah, this right. is a classic case of the wrong person <laughs> yeah, delivering yeah. the message. So, so is it is, is it the person. messenger over the message when it comes yeah. to the yeah. the backlash that came yeah. from from Kyrie Irving? One hundred percent. And the thing is, Kyrie isn't even the guy who initiated this. Kyrie is the vice president of the player association. All he did was voice complaints of players who weren't 
heard from from the NBA. Like he did his job as the vice president. Yeah, he did. I'm supposed the vice to. president of the Players Association, and players don't feel comfortable about something, and they come and let me know. I am obligated with my position and my power to speak up on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Like Kyrie didn't do anything wrong here, and I think that that's the thing that's getting kind of misconstrued. Like I made a few, I made jokes on Friday night on on Friday on Twitter about Chris Paul Kyrie just because it was funny. But at the yeah, end of the I mean, day, of when you when you step back. And you actually like analyze what went what went down. Kyrie did nothing wrong, but because it's Kyrie Irving, the guy who oh, Mister Flat Flat Earth Truther, um, the guy who thinks that sports don't matter in the grand scheme of things, which he's actually being proven to be right at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's this guy that's speaking out and saying it, it's immediate backlash. It's immediately pushback, and like Jeff alluded to earlier, it's immediately. Oh, there has to be some ulterior motive. He's doing this because he wants to stick it to LeBron or something right, like that. Right. Like that's not the case. Kyrie did one. He made he did his job as a vice president, like I said. But two, the complaints that he and the players that he was speaking on, but on the behalf of, were valid complaints, like or worries. To be honest with you, like is this one hundred percent the right time to be playing basketball because of COVID nineteen outbreak? Is it safe for us to go to Orlando? Is this the right time to be playing when there's bigger issues that are affecting the whole world, that are affecting the world going on outside right now? We just watched a black man be murdered on camera for, I can't even name how many times it's been. And like we, like you guys said earlier, this is as this is a predominantly black league. All of these guys watched a guy who looks just like them die by the hands of police right. for whoever knows how many times like at a certain point people are just tired and so all Kyrie did was speak up on behalf of those guys who felt this way and he immediately got villain vilified for it which wasn't necessarily fair and but that's what happens when you speak up and you jump on and not jump on the sword but you are the face of the the movement you're going to be the guy who takes the brunt of the blame even if you aren't the only person who feels this way it's getting it's getting painted as these are only Kyrie Irving's thoughts. These are This is only Kyrie Irving doing this going rogue on his own, and that's not what happened. It's him speaking on behalf of a bunch of different players. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll fix, shall I say fix, I will adjust my connotation that comes with putting, uh, uh, referring to it as a wrench in the plan. Because honestly, when it comes to the messenger versus the message, I don't really have a problem with the message. Not a lot of people are there. As far as well, I'm pointing to my brain right now, you obviously can't see it. It's one of my biggest. It's one of my biggest concerns about uh, 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 the podcasting. But you, you're not everybody is physically there. Not everybody is mentally there. Specifically, watching all of this and having to go into here and play this type of basketball for a championship that at this point is probably meaningless to a lot of people. It's not meaningless to people that have a very good shot at winning an NBA championship. It's probably very meaningful to Giannis, very meaningful to Kawhi, very meaningful to LeBron James. And that does not necessarily separate those three names compared to the rest of the NBA. Because as Kyrie started to begin talking about the racial portions of this, you also get the part that comes with the monetary part. And that was something that was also discussed with Kyrie Irving. But again, his more important area was, it's not just me that feels this way. I have however many, was it was 40 plus, a very good amount of people that felt like we don't need to do this right now. There's more, there's more 
opportunities that I have to use my time towards things that mean a lot more to me than playing for this NBA championship. But completely understand that everybody wants the edge of the season. Everybody wants a ring, no matter no matter which way that we can get it. But there are things that are more important to me as of right now. But because it was Kyrie Irving, he ended up being the fall guy in a lot of this. Yeah. And you yeah. got the bad jokes. You got uh, you, you got him being easy. fake woke and all this and all this shit. But uh, but honestly, he's backing a decent amount of people. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. although he may, he may, like I said, it, he's he's done some questionable things, said some weird things, and that's whatever. But like, like y'all said, his points are extremely valid, and he did his job. He's not just a basketball player; like he has a role speaking on what's right for them. We had to remember that. I'm pretty sure. I don't know, maybe like seventy percent of basketball Twitter doesn't even know his position and speaking for the players. So there's because that. I think a lot of basketball Twitter, uh, unfortunately <laughs> for a lot of basketball Twitter, uh, they are very uncomfortable with this conversation because yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- their voice, unfortunately, is is not going to be one that people search for in this no. type of conversation. This is a purely this is this is literally a group of predominantly black players. And if you are not, you are very well around a lot of people where you start to understand a lot of the mindsets that are playing a part into this. This is not necessarily a conversation to have everybody homogenous and have everybody in one common goal when it comes to either, yes, we're all playing basketball or no, we're all putting this towards towards Black Lives Matter, towards other different types of resources that we can do to help people as of right now. But just to be able to have that conversation in general and share the different types of minds of black men is going on right now is something that is going to be more warranted where we start getting the feedback from it and you start seeing the coverage from it. I would expect to see a lot more of the athletic on this conversation than I would say a <laughs> bleacher report. And that's not a diss to bleacher report, but when you start seeing things that are a little bit more extensive in other areas as opposed to emoji eyes on just a quote, it it starts playing into the fact of there are people that are more capable and more skilled, really, when it comes to having the tools to jump into a conversation like this because there's so many different mindsets and many different points that you can get on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I just think it comes down... This is one of those times, like, I think a lot of people felt like this. I, you've seen a lot of people say it before on social media and just players in general. It You need more people who look like the players and can relate to the players to speak on what's going on right now. Yeah. And to, speak on, to speak on their behalf or for them to talk to and feel comfortable about talking about what's going on. Like, because to be honest, like, there are a lot of gr- great white NBA writers. Like, I don't want to take anything away from them right now. But at the same time, this is not a space that they – can relate to the player and connect to them and understand why they might feel the way that they feel. Like on Friday night when the Kyrie Irving news dropped, you saw a lot of NBA writers kind of show how tone deaf they were yeah. in this situ- when yeah. it comes to this type of situation. Um, and like like Mark said, as far as like the athletic will probably have a lot more extensive and better coverage of this because they it's a few guys that write for the athletics, such as a guy like Marcus Thompson or um, – even if you go to Undefeated with ESPN, they're all black writers. Those type of writers will have in voices in the basketball community will be able to tell the story or speak for the players better in a sense than, like you said, somewhere like Bleacher Report or something of that nature. It's just it's just what time it is. And if it's uncomfortable, cool. None of us are the most 
dedicated scholars to talking about <laughs> black uh, to talking about black issues. Even us as men, as black right, men, right. struggle right. with it our damn selves. Yeah. So we're not expecting yeah. everybody to be perfect with it. But it's 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 something to see when you start seeing the coverage throughout the weekend of how this conversation goes down in certain circles. And it's something that I want people to start looking at as we start getting into more areas where it looks like, okay, we really need to huddle and discuss certain things with this. I've saw, I've seen a lot of different conversations as far as people that are switching away from uh, trying to push the specific narratives that they have in their heart or what they believe in their heart and are going into the, an area of educating others and trying to better people other than just saying, you know what, if you don't get it, you don't get it and throw them off to the side. That ends up being something that's problematic in, in, in a certain area. And truthfully, uh, I am trying to get better in making sure that as I discuss this with people who I may not necessarily agree with, I would like to try. And when I say people, I, I mainly mean sharing these types of areas uh, with black men, black women in general, just our type of circle, because that is mainly the people that I feel the most comfortable with talking with a lot of these situations as of right now, uh, I want to get into a, an area where I can start better educating as opposed to uh, debating certain portions of what I believe or what I would love to see out of all of this and, 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 and see the ending of it essentially. But that is something that is going to happen with the NBA. And hopefully we start seeing more conversations regarding to it in the past week, because it doesn't have to be the way that Patrick Beverly presented it. It doesn't have to be, let's all bow the knee. If LeBron says we're going to play, we're going to play. That is, I, I don't even think LeBron would agree with that. That was corny on Patrick Beverly's behalf, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> it's it's, it's, during, it's, during it's the unnecessary, pot. because uh, yeah. we just had a union call there was literally a, just a union call. Now, LeBron was on the call. There was just a union call with a lot of players who got to voice their opinion and everything. You just watched how the media did Kyrie Irving and how they tried – and they immediately tried to pit it as Kyrie versus LeBron. They Absolutely. immediately tried to, like, paint this picture of divisiveness amongst the players when, in all reality, that's not what happened. It was a regular union call where guys just got to voice their opinion. And a player – And exactly. a player – basically added exposure to the story of LeBron versus Kyrie. Exactly. Like, why would you even do that, Patrick? I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. I'm not sure if he I – mean, I know he noticed what they did because – Yeah, yeah. Pat, Pat, Patrick Beverly's not stupid. Yeah, Pat we've Beverly's seen him. We've person. seen him. Very smart. You know what I'm saying? He, everything he does is – we know why he does it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I'm not sure why he just decided to bend it uh, like he did. I just thought it was not – and, I mean, still to this day, I really don't care if he has LeBron's back. That, I mean, I don't care, but I'm just saying, like, the fact that he did it, he has to understand that. However many retweets that tweet got, imagine the people that are like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck, I, fuck Kyrie, LeBron, too. Exactly. You know, but like, it ain't even that type of situation. It's just been made. And it, paints, it paints an unfair picture for LeBron that, like, he's the only guy who wants to play. <laughs> because, like, the superstars had a call last month, which is why I think the Kyrie, the Kyrie frustrations that got voiced was valid. Because the superstars had a call separate of all of the regular players last month yeah. and formed the United Front saying that they all wanted to play. It was LeBron, Kawhi, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Giannis, uh, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook. All of the superstars basically were on the call. Chris Paul, there was like 16 of them. And they all established United Front that they went to finish the season. 
So when that happened, of course, the NBA now, the Adam Silver, we're going to try to get the ball rolling to finish the season of all of our biggest draws. And yeah. that's when the role players and the and the guys below the the middle class, like they kind of spoke up, like, wait a minute, like, why are they the only guys who get to yeah. voice their opinion on the season? Gets Which, Which is 100% fair. It's 100% fair. And that's why I don't think Kyrie Irving should be getting any blame right now. Like, yeah. that's why I do not feel like he should get any blame. I mean, the and jokes, that's why I think, jokes, I get it. Exactly. You know, he, he's easy to pick on just from like that perspective, but. Yeah, he 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 has he has great points. Yeah, yeah. and that's why and, and that's why Pat Bev shouldn't have did what he did because we just dispelled the notion. Well, not dispelled the notion. We just kind of started to get everybody on the same page, and like we're trying to form unity here, and then you jump out the window for no reason, unprovoked, <laughs> to like do this. Like it just didn't make any sense. It wasn't the time for it. It just wasn't the time. It's, it's very Patrick Beverly esque, I will say. But oh, internally, yeah. Yeah. there he, could be people that are just like, yo. LeBron's going to get us paid. LeBron, LeBron is going to make sure that we get X amount of things for our family as we have just been, not necessarily struggling, but been not used to what we are expected for the past couple of months. Let's do it. If there's anybody that's going to, if there's anybody that's, that's going to advance us towards having this happen, it's it's going to be somebody that is as vocal as, as LeBron James. Yeah, 100%. And it's just like, it's just, it's just a weird thing, like, I feel like we need to wait and see. I think I want to. I don't know if we're if I'm jumping ahead of the gun, but I wanted to say something about Kyrie. One last thing about the Kyrie comments that yeah, just stuck out to me. Um, when he said, I, I think what he said was very important about just like social justice reform and everything. I didn't take him literally saying he's willing to. When he said, "I'm willing to to give give it all, give up everything I have for for reform," I a lot of people have been taking that comment literally and saying. Like, oh, well, go ahead, retire. Like, do it. Like, yeah. I think you're asking a lot for a guy when he said, I think he's he's saying pretty much at that at that point, like, this is bigger than basketball. Like, I don't yeah. think we need to, yeah. I don't think we need to take that comment literally. And I think that's something that Kyrie won't be in Orlando. And neither will, in my, and this is just something, an idea that I have. Kyrie won't be in Orlando. Stephen Curry won't be in Orlando. Clay Thompson won't be in Orlando. Kevin Durant won't be in Orlando. It's a lot of big name guys who won't be in Orlando. I think that there's an opportunity if guys do feel like this is this is a distraction of some sort or anything. I think there's an opportunity for some of the big name stars who will not be in Orlando playing to ensure that the attention isn't completely taken away from the movement that's going on outside. Yeah. I don't know what they do. Like, I'm not in those meetings. I'm not the person to talk to to come up with the idea. But I, I think there is potential and space for guys with those that's of those stature to come together and do something outside of the NBA games in Orlando to ensure that attention stays on social justice reform and to show that the NBA is united with the people that are outside. Like I don't have any input or saying anything that goes on. I'm just like, you guys were just, we're just spectators. But I think that Kyrie said something that I believe that he had a lot of good points and I would like to see some of his players, some of his fellow superstar players who won't be there, try to like have his back a little bit here and like help ensure that his words aren't just words and that there can be some action behind. Um, So that's just an idea that I have. I just wanted to get that out. Yeah. I I think, I think that is something that could end up being amazing for Kyrie Irving when it comes to people that are interested in his mindset. Again, we have joked the flather shit, many more times to and i'm sure there's many more jokes to come with a lot of that but there but there but there's something about the mind of Kyrie irving that interests people and i think at this point in time just 
hearing him shine light in this where he knows that he's going to be the fall guy is something that will turn a lot of eyes to what he plans to do moving forward. And I'd love to see more NBA players start backing him with a lot of this. I saw Jay Crowder on Twitter in the past few days say, you know what, for the fans that I lose, for the people that won't be that are not interested in watching me, I, I now realize what is more important. And he seems to be one of the people that Kyrie Irving that are representing that is is very vocal and is is, is truthfully isn't really playing about is isn't really playing about a lot of this. This is something that is important to Jay Crowder. This is something that is important to Kyrie Irving. We've seen this is something that is important to Dwight Howard as well, despite despite whatever is coming out with uh, Dwight Howard now being on board with the with the Los Angeles Lakers. This is something that is not just Kyrie Irving trying to uh, stop a couple of things. If he wants to move into an area where uh, his career becomes a little bit less more important and he starts getting into social justice reform, you know, a, an athlete as legendary as Maya Moore, she has stopped her career and, and stopped what she was doing to also pursue that. He can also be within that area, and that could be something that is amazing for him. If he wants to continue playing basketball, that's that's great too. But just to have the idea set with a lot of people, I think is something that even LeBron could appreciate because LeBron is taking a whole lot of this out and saying, you know what, I never really said that we can move forward with the NBA and not shed light on a whole lot of this. LeBron, very vocal about wanting this type of equality, not shutting up and dribbling. He is one of the people who have suffered from a lot of this and doesn't have much of intent to move forward with the NBA season just to be like, okay, we're going to steamroll through everybody, Lakers are NBA champions, and not have a plan in order to try and shed some light on this. So as much as I understand the other side of it, I don't really think it's a huge distraction and actually can be represented with play. But all of that starts getting painted into an odd picture when you start siding with that just based on the tension that we currently have. Yeah, no, I, a thousand percent. Man. Don't don't make this about Kyrie versus is truly me out. <laughs> yeah. And I agree with Mark. I don't think I'm not going to argue with anybody who thinks that this might be a distraction. But yeah, I there's points on the points on both yeah. sides that you can yeah. communicate. I don't 100 percent agree that this will be a distraction as well, either, because I think that what's going on outside right now is unlike any, I've never seen anything like this. I've never I'm only 25. I've never lived through anything oh, yeah. that's like and this it's going time. nowhere. It's going absolutely. And exactly. Nowhere. That's what I was going to say. I do not think that the NBA or NFL comeback is going to slow down anything that's going on outside. I think that this has become something bigger than anybody ever could have imagined. And I think that this momentum is too strong for a professional sports league coming back to stop anything that's going on, to cause any disruption. In my opinion, personally, I think that this is just, it's too powerful. It's just too powerful. I don't think that it's going to stop anything. Now, two quick points before we actually jump out. And we continue to see what comes with the with the next few weeks as we get closer to the beginning or the restart, essentially, of the NBA season. Two quick pieces. Stephen A. This uh, this morning on First Take equated Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard using their voice on this platform uh, made it sound similar to those that are rioting and destroying their own communities. So. <laughs> Steven Jackson called him out. Max Kellerman immediately called him out and said, and said um, black people don't really own these areas that you're saying that they're destroying. Yeah. But Steven Jackson even took it a step further and said, ah, 
ESPN needs ratings. They're feeding it up to him, which, uh, I mean, you piss off hey, Stephen man. A and ESPN, you get the real I Stephen mean, A. Smith. Yeah, I feel like this whole situation, obviously, you can't sit here and, and tell me, like, ratings aren't something that he's thinking about. I don't care. Like, the nigga's a businessman. All that businessman talk, I'm this, that, and the third. You know he cares, you know? Yeah, if it's going to help his program, it's going to help his program. I'm not saying he don't care about what's actually happening. Who cares about the business side? I think, I mean, you know, as respected as he is, I just feel like sometimes you just need to shut the and that's what I be telling people, and then they get angry. I, I just, uh, you know, I, I mean, I understand he's like a respected journalist, and he has this, that, and these accolades, and the contract, the television show, and the power, and all that. But, you know, that doesn't mean that his word is bond. I think we have to, we got to remember he don't, he has faults. Like we, you know, I refuse to just say just whatever he say. Man, look, I can't, I can't sit here and say that I would be out here looting or whatever, riding. It's hard for me to to tell another he or she should feel about what if that's how they decided to burn down a target to let out however they was feeling so you know what i'm saying i can't how am i how am i supposed to how am i supposed to tell somebody in that situation and, so, and man, none of this is burning down the nba none of this no, is burning no, of down course, the NBA. of course and, and you know i know i know he 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 had responded later uh, a few hours before we started this and he kept to me the weird thing was he kept bringing up money he kept bringing up he just kept bringing up things that i just thought were really small in comparison and I, don't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't really I wasn't really comfortable. I think it was like a little four minute video, kind of basically kind of like getting in Kyrie just a tad bit. But he's yeah, like, saying that he doesn't believe the messenger. Right. Also, just saying, imagine if how many how much money players lose and da, 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 or, or NBA staff members. I'm like, yo, you know, we're talking about a billion. Yo, man, if, if yeah. NBA chooses to to not pay these people while they're not working, that's a whole nother problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, that's, that's something else. Yeah, like, and I know there's been a lot of talk about. The CBA potentially getting the owners have the have the right to rip the CBA CBA up if the season doesn't continue. Um, part of me, part of me believes that in this climate, I don't believe the owners would be that heartless. At least I would hope not. I, I, I think I don't. To be honest, I don't think they can afford to be that heartless. Exactly. It'll be exposed immediately. Bro. It'll be exposed bro, bro. immediately. Exactly. There is no secrecy in this. Oh, I don't think. I just feel like they can't do that because I, it would. They would they would truly ruin themselves. Yeah. You know, like, as soon as his Twitter is a wrap, it's over. It's over. Like they're not going to be able to do nothing. Like, I mean, people will will decide to just fold on them if that's what, you, that's what it comes down to. You can't you can't be the progressive league and pull that. Yes, you can't. You can't. Like I don't. So if if by chance like the players tomorrow morning we wake up and there's a change of heart from the players and they like you know we're just not going to play at all. Like I do not. I'm. I understand the the ramifications monetarily, monetarily for the league and everything, and financially. But I do not believe that the owners in this climate will wake up and be like, "Well, they don't want to play. Rip the CDA up. No more supermax. There's going to be a lockout. Right, you right. guys aren't getting Come money. on, like, man. I, you know what that I, would do. Exactly. You know what that would do. Exactly. Like I don't know if that's what's about to happen. These guys didn't want to play, so I think we can take the money aspect out of it for now. I think that guy saying that. Look, we need this money now to finish the season. I'm not gonna argue with any players who want to play to collect the rest of their earnings for this season. Yeah. We'll not argue with that. But when we start talking about the effects of the CBA going forward and everything like that, I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because we just don't know. We just don't know, and I don't believe that the owners will be that cruel and heartless in this climate. I just don't see it happening. They're gonna lose a lot more money if they decide to be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, I feel Stephen A. from a certain point where he where he starts it off with, with saying, "I got nothing but respect for Stephen Jackson." Uh, I would like to, as a black man, be heard on my opinion, as I would hear your opinion. I feel him on that. Uh, I don't necessarily, I don't agree at all, actually, with uh, comparing that to looting. I think that's <laughs> fairly lazy. I don't agree yeah. with. Uh, his stance on Kyrie uh, being a lazy messenger when it comes to a lot of this, yeah. uh, even if this is something that is fairly new with Kyrie Irving, uh, I don't think you have to be, I don't think you have to be Cornell West to jump and uh, find an interest into right, social media. Right. It has to start somewhere, and that's the yeah. that's, that that's the difficulty that comes with those that were not were probably not that big into it at a young age now seeing things like this happen in this country and start getting more of an interest in it as soon as you start voicing an opinion on it no matter how novice it may be compared to others that probably have more ideas they belittle it and they say that it's problematic it's part of the problem and there isn't really too much of a further conversation that stems from that outside of just mudslinging. And it's and it's something that is going to happen to Kyrie Irving. Um, thankfully for Kyrie Irving's mindset, he seems to be strong enough to take a whole lot of that and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. more than willing to take a lot of the things that come his way to be able to be brighter on this type of subject and provide more uh, to this subject. So that is something that I, I am I'm appreciative for and, and want to see a lot more from Kyrie Irving. But as far as the conversation with Stephen A and, and Stephen Jackson, uh, there's only mainly one idea that I agree with a lot of it. And it's just allowing people to just be a lot more vocal and, and have conversations at this point in time without trying to stomp over a lot of people. And it's something that is, is, is going to be uh, something that is, is going to be worked on from a lot of people as more of these types of situations start stemming up. A lot of this is going to continue to flare up. Protests are going to continue to happen until they should. They should. until things happen in the manner that they should. And the justice that is expected to be served should be served. And I hope a lot more people that are outside of this bubble, our bubble, do know that. But it comes from a piece of what Steven Jackson said um, recently when it comes to his thoughts on having an NBA season in general that I just didn't really feel 100%. And this is with all due respect to Steven Jackson. I, I'm sure he has heard this plenty of times when it comes to people discussing his thoughts and his ideas on a lot of this, because again, if there is anybody, I don't think there is anybody in sports right now that is hurting the way that he is hurting uh, when it comes to the death of George Floyd. Um, but when he says that people should already know what to do in this situation, and he decided to discuss on the piece that it is a distraction, but the part that stuck with me a whole lot is that he said people should already know what to do. Unfortunately, we can't. Unfortunately, it's just not. It, it's it, 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 yeah, it's just not expected for this size of a league for this type of amount of mindsets that make up our nucleus of the NBA in general, uh, it's, it's why we are going to have to continue to have this conversation. And it's a reason why I think this should be taken a lot more serious when it comes to these next three weeks. The NBA doesn't start on Friday. It starts on July 30th and whatever happens between now and July 5th, when people are expected to start moving into Orlando, all the way from July 5th, all the way until July 30th, we have plenty of opportunity to have 
conversation on this because a lot of this is not cut and dry. Not everybody is let's drop everything and put all of our efforts, all of our resources into social justice, into protesting, right. into that's, things that's, that really that's, matter a whole lot because it's not as cut and dry. That's what I want to say. You know, however, however you want to fight the good fight, you do that. There are multiple ways for us to do this now. But listen, like, listen, and this is straight up, like, this is just for like every black who mixed with black, whatever. If you're if you're having anxiety or you stressed out, you need to take a step back, delete your apps, do that. Yeah. And nobody, nobody is about to at least like, and if you have somebody in you who's questioning your blackness because you need to take a step back because you mental things or personal things. Don't let that shit get to you. I said it. I said it when when people wanted to post the, the black squares. I said, hey, if my niggas, y'all know what it feels like on a day to day basis, you know, your whole life. You know, don't feel obligated to post no black square. You know, I don't. I don't want you to like. Regardless, like we gonna we gonna love you. We gonna regardless, like yeah. fight the good fight and in, in whatever way you gotta do it. You know what I'm saying? But if you need to take a step back, you take a step back. You don't want to put podcasts out this this week podcast. You, know, you don't want to play basketball for the rest of the season. Don't play basketball for the rest of the season. If you want to play basketball because you just want it, you want to escape. That's I think that's okay too. You know, I don't think it's fair. You know, to just assume that everyone wants to fight that fight in the same fashion. So do it do it the best way you possibly that that you find you find. I found it. I found it very. Not necessarily overwhelming. Like I wasn't boohoo crying, but uh, it, we say a lot of these things on the internet where um, you should check in on those people that you don't hear a lot of their grievances a whole lot from. You refer to them as a strong friend. You refer to them as, as just a friend in general and just check on certain people. The amount of people that reached out and checked in, um, whether it was Instagram, my Twitter, uh, so on and so forth, text messages. Just to be able to to lend some light, shine some light in an area where I'd say it was fairly evident that I have not been feeling the best. Um, it was it was something that I truly appreciated, and I'm hoping that a lot more people are getting that as this continues on. Because again, I know there's going to be a lot more work that we have to do. Um, there are a lot of people that are more than willing to do it. If it's taking you some time, do not 100 do not worry about. The speediness, uh, the amount. Well, I mean, we just clowned Virgil for fifty dollars. Let me not say the amount, but <laughs> the uh, but uh, no, just just know that more that more than like the more than likely you will end up being a lot more comfortable with this and start finding your platform and using your platform yeah, yeah, towards yeah. assisting with a lot of this. Again, just like Jeff said, this is not an area where you have to do one one hundred percent solid thing to be able to dedicate your time, your efforts, and of course, your uh, sincerity, your generosity towards this movement. This is something that can be done in multiple different ways. Donating, signing petitions, peaceful protesting. Protesting is not peaceful. None of that shit should be uh, anything that needs to be 100% on the table for you to provide progress to this. That's it right there. You, yeah, you summed it up perfectly. Now, all in all, what is the payoff with having a 2020 NBA champion? I mean, honest, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean if, we, if, we, if we were to, if we were to oh, wrap man. it all up in a bow, it's oh, now man. October. Okay, we so have an NBA champion. What is the payoff? Okay, so um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, for for people who hate the Celtics, if the Lakers win one, um, that trophy that trophy list gets extended. I know that's important to Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very very close. 
I want to say this is the one, as a matter of fact, to go over Boston. Yeah, it's the one to pass Boston. Um, and that's important as far as that rivalry is concerned. Um, you know, I think people don't want to necessarily put a full – like, they rather have a half asterisk on this than a full, you know, and a, a full one meaning not finishing and a half meaning, yeah. um, you know. I just – again, obviously, I all sports come back, and I just don't hurt if they do it. So, yeah, man, I, I want to watch basketball. I watch it. The field, again, will be selfish. My thoughts on this, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think to answer your question, Mark, the payoff this season, unlike a lot in years in recent times, because there was this huge juggernaut that was the Warriors that was looming over everybody, there well, were a lot of different guys who the, their careers can be looked at a lot different if, mm-hmm. they were to, if they were to win a championship this year. Jeff just touched on with the Lakers, what it does for that whole franchise, what it does for LeBron James. Individually, we all know what that'll do. Three different franchises, three NBA championships is the best player or on the team or whatever. It just puts them in a, a class. Nobody else has done that. But then the same thing could be said for a guy like Kawhi Leonard. If he was to win it with the Clippers, you all of a sudden, he's now the first guy to lead three different teams to a, to a championship. Regardless yeah. of how you feel about the Spurs ring and whether he was the leader of the team or not. he He's proven that he can be the leader of the team to win a championship in Toronto, and now he will prove it again in the Clippers. Then Giannis. Giannis is, we all know his free agency is at the end of the 2020, 2020, I mean, the end of the 21, 21 season or whatever. We sure like, do. The clock is ticking. That's coming Milwaukee. sooner. That's coming sooner exactly. because of the situation. Exactly. So Milwaukee is one of the teams – as a, they're probably ownership group front off everything. They want this season to end because they are probably hoping that Giannis has a championship. Because if he wins the championship in Milwaukee, it's almost guaranteed he's going to resign. He, yeah. he has no reason to leave. But if this season were, were to get scrapped, now you you lose this season where you were having the best regular season in franchise history. You already blew last season where you had one of the best seasons in franchises in Giannis MVP. You basically have nothing to show for two consecutive sixty win seasons. It starts to feel a lot like. 0809, I mean 2009-2010 and 2010-2011 for LeBron James and uh, Cleveland. It starts to feel a lot like two consecutive 60-win teams don't win guy in a small market league. Like, it starts to feel a lot like that. So I think there is if the season resumes and everything goes according to plan, I know it's not optimal circumstances. This isn't what everybody wanted. But there are still storylines uh, that will incentivize guys to play hard. Houston, another team, James Harden. If he wins a championship by chance this year or whatever, him and Russell Westbrook, it changes their complete outlook in NBA history. You talk about two guys who are probably comfortably top 40 players all time, Harden probably in the top 30, 35 or something. They can have a chance to move up quite significantly in the all-time race because they're already league MVPs. They're already damn near 10-time All-Stars, all-NBA performers. You get a championship, you look at a lot differently. So I I think that there's a chance, like, if everybody's healthy, that we can still have like like Jeff said, you you can't put a full asterisk on this. Maybe half one because of the circumstances, but I think that there still could be an enjoyable postseason if everything was to go according to plan and everybody is as safe as possible. As as long as we don't have as long as we don't have the replacement players taking the twenty k, I think I think we'll be safe and sound. <laughs> Yo, know, I, I I can swing a championship this year. 20k, you throw me out there. I, I could be the difference. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be way. If you get a championship ring, you can. I mean, I won't say flip it. I don't think anybody would flip their championship ring. If you if you you are a true J, if you flip your championship, ring. <laughs> <laughs> right, right at right after winning your championship, an NBA oh, championship, you flip your ring like hey, on hey, some uh, like wait, on some uncut gem shit. Time nah. out though. Time out though. I can 
I'll be honest, at least just for this season, I could see it being flipped and going to charity. So, yeah. Oh, well, oh, okay, okay. When you put it that way, uh, well, see, you had the fucking God damn it. You know what? All right, let's get. All right, let's get. Let's, let's get. To the, let's get to the shout outs before before people start hailing, hailing, uh, hailing garbage at me for that take. Uh, props to the WNBA for their voices and their advancements with wanting Black Lives Matter on the courts and just discussing Black Lives Matter on a grand scale. Um, much better compared to other leagues as well. Shout out to that. Um, we made sure to give props out to Lonnie Walker the fourth for his vulnerability uh, in his conversation that he had uh, with his hair. If you did not read that story that came from Lonnie Walker, I think he posted it on his Instagram. If you did not read yeah. that from Lonnie Walker, go ahead and double check his uh, his Instagram. It's a very good story. And we definitely give props for that vulnerability. And lastly, to everybody that is providing any type of opportunity, any type of advancement towards this reform, towards this change that we want in this country, please continue to do so. Um, all of us will be in this um, together. Our black men, our black women, um, gay, straight, lesbian, trans, all of us are in this towards advancing a whole lot of this. And a lot of us want our voices heard. Uh, so that is going to be something that is going to be very important as we move forward through this, through this. not only the rest of the year it's probably gonna go definitely gonna go past november i'm sure this is gonna go past election year probably gonna go into 2021 uh but it seems like we are more than ready to do a lot of this together and that is something that i am happy um, for shout out uh reggie bullock as well peace and love to his family i just had to put that out there too because he has a really nice story about his, his sister who passed those trans as well so salute to reggie Salute to that as well. Cam, we appreciate you. We love you for coming through again. We love having the Black Woj on, uh, discussing all this type of information with us as we get closer to the NBA. We're going to be hearing a lot more uh, from you as well. Is there anything you want to plug out before we, before we jump on out? Uh, I just appreciate you guys consistently having me on, man. It's, like I said, this is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Definitely my favorite sports. So I'm honored anytime you guys have me on. Uh, make sure you guys that are listening, check into the First Responders podcast. Me, Drew, Tay, we will be back in the next couple of weeks. Once I get back to L.A., get settled in and everything, we will be back giving you all the latest up-to-date reviews on albums that are dropping, new singles, everything that's going on in the music and pop culture world. So make sure you listen to us on the RNC uh, radio channel and network. But, yeah, that's all I have to plug. Thanks again, you guys, for having me on. I always appreciate it. Love you guys. Absolutely. I will say the next time that you hear from us will be a very important date. Uh, I wish that this could, well, hopefully at that point in time, it will be in, in a little bit of a, of a, of a more uh, entertaining note when it comes to this point in time. But July 8th, 2020 is when you'll hear Jeff and I next. It is the 10 year anniversary of the most important day in NBA history, the most important day in Miami history. <laughs> Let's get out of here, man. The That's day the tectonic plates of basketball <laughs> changed That's as we discuss the 10 year. Why you cut off the mics? Why you cut off the mics? Hey, hey, it's the 10 year of the, hey, the, the decision. Hey, turn to July. <laughs>